The Father himself loveth you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear faithful, in these few words, our Lord is trying to reveal to us the, the truly fatherly heart that his Father has. God is truly our Father, and in fact he loves us to a greater degree than any human father will find possible. In the Catechism of the Council of Trent, uh, priests, we are urged to explain on this particular day the fatherhood of God. And it proposes that we explain the first few words of the Our Father, where we address ourselves to God directly as Our Father. The first point that we need to see with regard to the fatherhood of God is why is it important that we remember that God is a father. The Catechism explains that we begin the Lord's Prayer with the words, Our Father, in order to increase our confidence in him to whom we are about to pray. And so it makes a necessary connection between the fact of God's fatherhood and the confidence that we should have in him. It uh, it further explains that this confidence that we have in God allows us to pray to him more readily. If we have an idea of God that is far distant from the truth, if we see God as a distant authority, as just a cold, calculating machine that causes things to happen, we're not going to be inclined to love him. We're not going to be inclined to approach him. We may be even somewhat afraid to go anywhere near. And so in order to overcome this, he insists that he be known for who he is as a father. How necessary it is for us to pray. So many times we find ourselves falling short of the fulfillment of our duties. We need his help. So many times we find ourselves unsure of what we should do. How should we make this decision? Which way should we go? So many times we need God's guidance. And if we are not able to approach him and to ask him for his help, then we end up being lost, making bad decisions, being on our own. What a loss for us it is to forget God's fatherliness. This can happen in so many ways. He should be for us so available, so readily accessible. We should feel so encouraged to go to him, to speak to him, to pray to him. This is the role of the father of a family. It is to be a living catechism of the fatherhood of God. To teach those who are dependent on you about the goodness of God. You should show by your example that your authority is merely an extension of God's benevolence. It is through seeing you act in your families that your dependents will see and learn who is God. And so if you do a good job, your children will have no problem going to God their Father, of praying for the help they need, of approaching Him when they have need of guidance, the help of His grace, all of these things. And so those who are in any position of authority, they should be hungry to obtain the graces that God provides 
to perfect the heart of a father. That heart of a father needs to be approachable. It needs to be available. It needs to be constant. It needs to be reasonable. It needs to be just. It needs to be merciful. It needs to be patient. It needs to be forgiving. All of these virtues, those who lead a family, will find exemplified in God the Father. That should be for them their key devotion, a devotion to God the Father. Now, in what ways can we see that God is a Father to us? The Catechism explains that there are three main ways in which God exercises his fatherhood. The first is by creation, namely to making us exist, to bring us into being, to cause us to have life. And when God created us, he didn't create us just like any of the other lower animals, not like the rocks or the trees or the birds. He created us unique as an image of God, as an image of himself. Now, this fatherhood of God extends to all mankind, not just those who believe in him, those who love him, those who serve him, but to all mankind. And so he has an equal care for all of his creation, all of his sons and daughters. Is this not a model for the true fatherly heart, to be open and benevolent to all their children, equally? The second way in which God exercises his fatherhood is by his providence. The Catechism explains that God exercises a superintending care and providence over our interests. And so God, he doesn't just create us and send us on our merry way, but he has an active interest in the success of our lives, in those projects that we undertake, those works that we seek to achieve. He has an interest and he seeks to prosper them, to watch over them for our salvation. One way that God exercises this providence is by providing each of us with the gift of a guardian angel. He sends with us a guide to keep us safe throughout life, to keep away those evil influences and to encourage us to good. A fatherly heart will seek to emulate this by watching over carefully the different relationships that our children have to protect them from those that will be harmful to them and to foster those, to provide them with good company, good examples of virtue, of kindness. And the third way in which God exercises his fatherhood is especially by the work of redemption. In the sacrament of baptism, which begins this work of God's life in us, we call it the sacrament of regeneration, the sacrament of rebirth, whereby we start to live the life of God, a higher life, where we're not merely left as a mere creature of God or merely as an immobile image of God, but we are made a true child of God. This is what we recount each time we come to Mass in the last Gospel. All those who receive him, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. 
The result of this sonship, this result of being a child of God, is salvation, where we will be co-heirs with our Lord in glory. Another suggestion for fathers. The salvation of their children should be their highest priority. This should be the guiding principle in all the decisions that they take. What will be for the greater certainty of the salvation of their souls? Now, finally, what is it that we owe to God as our Father? Well, the debt that we have to him can be summed up in one word, that of gratitude. Gratitude to God for all that he has given us. And we pay this gratitude in many ways. One way that we can pay this debt of gratitude is by our love. To love God, to do good to him for his sake and for his alone. One way we can put this into practice is by having in our homes a place where we go to pray, a family shrine, a place that is made beautiful, not for our sake, but for his sake. A few flowers kept on his shrine. What do we get from it? Not much. But what does it say to God? It speaks volumes. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. And this picture of fresh flowers at his shrine speaks many words. This debt of gratitude is also paid by our obedience to his commandments, where we do God's will, where we fulfill as well as we can all of the requirements that he places upon us. Our Lord tells us in the gospel that if we love him, we will keep his commandments. This is the test of our love. Do we truly love him? Well, if we do, we will keep his commandments. We could say that if God had a love language, it would be the acts of service. God loves to see us put our love into action. Not just to remain on the level of words and nice feelings, but to find its expression through acts of service. And then finally, we can pay this debt of gratitude by having a great respect for God and for all that is his. How do we go to pray? When we pray, do we give God our undivided attention? Or do we share our attention among many things? Do we not uh, give ourselves to the distractions? Or when we come to his house, the church, is our first conscious act one of adoration to our Lord in the tabernacle? Do we observe that silence, keeping out the distractions from home, from our minds? Giving him the first place, this, this place of undivided attention. And so then, just to conclude, we can sum up what we have learned today. This quality of fatherhood is something very, clear, very dear to God's heart. He, he wants us to know him as a father, so that we will be free to approach him. Because if we, are not, if we don't have that freedom, we will stay away. We will keep ourselves distant from him. And yet we know how much we need his help. This fatherhood of God is shown in three ways, especially through creation, through his providence, through his redemption. And the way that we can repay him for these gifts is by our love, by our obedience, and by our respect. And finally, for us, those who share in his authority, 
We have to recognise the great dignity that God gives to us. To be a lesson on God's fatherhood. What a noble calling it is to teach his children about his fatherhood. What a reward he has in store for those who are successful, who do this with simplicity, with fidelity. How God will reward you for teaching souls how to love God as a father. But on the other hand, what a responsibility it is. As if this job is not done well, children will be kept distant from their Heavenly Father. They will be afraid to ask. They will be unable to approach. And we know so much from the world at large what happens to souls who stay far from God. And so it truly is a great dignity. It is a great responsibility. And so let us take courage. With every duty comes the grace to fulfil it. And so we can be sure that there is nothing more dear to God's heart that he help us, his creatures, to live up to that high calling of Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.